earlier this year, I was like buying heaps of stuff online because that's what you do when you don't really like shopping. And I bought this like, like vacuum stick thing. Like if, you know, like it's like, yeah, yeah, well, it wasn't a Dyson, it's something else, but, it, but it's a stick. You know, normally you have a, well, my normal vacuum cleaner, you, you plug it in and you have the cord and it gets stuck and you yank it and you smash the thing against the wall. No, so I got a stick. Anyway, I got the stick and it's like awesome because you just like zoom, zoom, zoom around and it's got a container on it where all the yucky stuff goes in, you know, all the dirt and the dust and all that sort of stuff. So good. Anyway, I've got this vacuum cleaner and when it gets full, I'm thinking, oh, I need to empty that. So I think this is like the worst thing ever to get, you know, I'm trying to get it out and it ended, I ended up tipping it all over the place and then I couldn't get all of it out, there's still dust in there, so I got a pencil trying to get it out, cleaning it out, trying turning it upside down, all this sort of stuff and I'm thinking, this is the worst flipping vacuum stick ever. I'm, I'm like, I cannot believe it. The reviews were so good. No one even said that it's horrible to get the stuff out. How bad is that? This is ridiculous. Then I thought, maybe I should look at the manual. So I get the manual out. I have a look at the manual. And you know what? You just had to twist this thing and the whole thing comes off and then you tip it in the bin. Oh, so I'd been spending all this time with my pencil trying to get the dirt out. But I noticed when I was reading the manual as well that there was other stuff in there that, oh wow, it's amazing. This thing like practically runs itself and cleans everything. But do you know what? It wasn't until I went to look, because I just like to start using things. You know, not necessarily look at the manual. But I've got to tell you, that was a bonus looking at the manual. And you know, we're talking about getting deeper in the word, like the Bible. That's a manual for your life. It, it actually talks about, you know, the Bible, like this is it, this is my Bible. Isn't that awesome? This is one of my, I, I use, I've got a lot of Bibles, but this is probably my favorite. My sons gave it to me in 2007 or something like that. Yeah, 2007. Merry Christmas, Mum. I love you heaps. Oh, and heaps. <laughs> Thanks, Mum, for everything you've done for us. So I keep that. I love this Bible. But what I love about the Word of God, it is a manual. So it has really helped me. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and teaches us to do what is right. I've got to tell you, I needed a lot of straightening out when I first came along and gave my heart to God. Oh my goodness, I need a lot of working out what was right and wrong. And the Word of God has done that for me. In, the script, in, in Jeremiah 23, 29, it says, Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Yeah, thank you. Look, so my message tonight is, your word is a... Oh, that's so good. How did you guys know that? You guys are good. Oh, boy, I'd pick it up, but it's, it's heavy. It's heavy, all right? Pretty good, eh? You know, I'm an old hand with the sledgehammer. Do you know, so God's word is a hammer. And as you can see, God's word is a hammer. It's for striking. It's not an ornament. This is not an ornament. I wouldn't put this on, you know, up on my 
mantelpiece or whatever, wherever you put ornaments. No, it is for striking. It's a weapon, all right? It's a symbol of power. I mean, even Thor uses a hammer, right? So it's able to crush even the most resistant, stubborn circumstances, even those that seem impossible. So when you hit concrete with a sledgehammer, do you think when you hit it the first time something happens? Correct. No, it doesn't. In fact, your probably hands probably get vibrating and you get sore hands. And actually, I was talking to uh, young Isaac Childs today, who said for three hours he used a sledgehammer on concrete, and it just took so long. But the thing is, it doesn't look like it's making a difference. But what's actually happening on the inside, underneath, it's it's crystallising and it's losing its structure structure underneath, within it. So it's getting ready to be shattered. So you just got to keep on hitting it, keep on hitting it, keep on hitting it. You know, I we were playing like I had a meeting and we were doing two truths and a lie. Not that we lie, but you know that's a game. But one of my truths was that I'd hit a car with a sledgehammer. Do you think that was a Actually, I said it was one of my truths, right? Oh, I gave that away as well. But I did that, but that's the kind of thing that you used to do in Kawarau in New Zealand. Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't moving or anything. No, 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 no. My friend, my friend, they, they had the wreckers, all right? Just relax, everybody. Just relax, okay? Yeah, yeah. And so we used, and we used to do that and go and smash cars with the sledgehammer. I mean, that was fun in Kawarau in New Zealand. In fact, you know, we've got uh, Josie, who's from Oxford Falls. She's our care pastor down the back there. Come on, give everyone a wave, Josie. Josie's actually from Whakatane, correct? Which is not far from Kawarau. Like, we're like half an hour away in New Zealand. <laughs> that could be like, yeah, anyway. But I'm not even going there. But, but, but so she knows what I'm talking about. Things like a little bit different for what you do when you're having a little bit of fun in New Zealand. But God's word is a hammer. Now, I've had two thoughts about how God's word is a hammer. And the first one is it breaks through. Okay, and that's when you need this. I mean, oh, I feel like smashing something. I mean, honestly, this would be fun, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Maybe I could get the water down there and just like, anyway, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's what it's there, that. Smash it. Okay, so it breaks through. God's word, as a hammer, breaks through. In Ezekiel 36, 26, it it says, you know, this is what God's desire is towards men. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. That was me. When I first came along... I had a stony, stubborn heart. And over time, by using the word of God as a hammer, God's hammer, I started to get a tender, responsive heart. And it changed my life. You know, God's hammer, his word, is able to go to the deepest part of a person's heart and bring the light of truth, to bring motives, to bring thoughts and attitudes into order. So in 2 Corinthians 10, 4-5, it says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, 
They are, I even said that right, contrary. Oh, wow, that sounds pretty good. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, just like a physical hammer shatters, God's hammer, his word, demolishes spiritual strongholds. Strongholds, you might be thinking, oh, what's a stronghold? A stronghold is a fortress. A stronghold is a defensive structure. Like we, we build them in here. Sometimes they're habitual patterns of thinking. Some of them can be good, but some of them can definitely be not so good. Anger used to be one of my strongholds. You know, if something didn't go my way, like you knew about it. Everybody knew about it because I would just be... Like, it just blew my top. I know you find it hard to believe. No, you believe it, right? I would. Like, I'd get the hammer out. No, I didn't. I didn't get the hammer out. But I would. It was a stronghold for me. So my behavior, and it, and it came from past hurts. It came from negative words that had been spoken over me uh, in the past. It came from things that, like rejection, stuff like that. And it made me want to hide. Those words made me want to hide, or they made me want to fight physically. And even when I would fight physically, that doesn't make you actually feel better. You might know that uh, because it just makes you feel worthless and not good enough. So all those things, all in a pot together, made me feel like that, worthless and not good enough. So anytime anything happened, because I was just trying to control everything so that I don't get hurt and put that fortress up, put that stronghold up, like I would get angry because everyone's attention would be on that, not really what was on going on on the inside of me. You know, I, I, I know that right now some people are thinking, whoa, I think I kind of get that. But I had a vision when I started coming to church. I had a vision of a sledgehammer. I know that's why it's so precious to me, the sledgehammer. Actually, it's not even mine. I borrowed it. But, it, but, but a sledgehammer coming down and obliterating a rock because that's what the Word of God can do. The Word of God destroys labels, destroys negative words that are spoken over you, destroys pain over your life, destroys hurt over your life, words that might have you know, stopped you from being who God has called you to be, He created you to be. You know, there might have been, you might have wanted to play football when you were younger, or you might have wanted, but thought, someone told you, nah, you're not good enough. Or you might have wanted to get a particular job, and your teacher at school might have said, oh, you're too dumb. Like, seriously, I don't know what, what your thing is, but you're getting the picture here. I mean, most of these things have happened to me, so I'm just saying. You, or you might have, you might want to step out into a new relationship, whether it's, you know, the same sex or the opposite. Oh, that came out all funny. But do you know what I mean? Whether it's friends, <laughs> whether it's dates or mates, I think that's what Pastor John and Dan are talking about. Yeah, you guys better watch that after this. But you, you, know, you might want to step out into a relationship. <laughs> you might want to step out into a relationship. But because of past rejection, you're too scared to. All right? So it's words that stop you. You might want to step into a promotion. But, but the fear of failure stops you. You might want to step out and try something new, but the fear or the thoughts or the, of what other people will say stops you. That's not cool. But the Word of God can actually 
Stop that. That's what we're going to talk about. See, words produce feelings of insecurity, that you're not worth it, that you're not valuable. But I've got to tell you, and I want, like, you are of great value to God. You are of great value to God. You always have been, and you always will be. So I want you to say it. I am of great value. Oh, I, I don't think everybody said it. Just say it one more time. I am of great value. Come on. That's good. I, know that. You are of great value. So where do you need breakthrough in your life. I want you to think about that. God's going to speak to you as we go through some things. It might be worry over your family. You need breakthrough in family. It might be you need somewhere to live. It might be bills that are overwhelming. It might be an unwanted habit. It might be mindsets, whatever it is. But you can change. If you want to change your destiny, you need to change your words. God's words have the power of transformation because they are a Hammer. Come on. They're a hammer. That's right. God's words are hammer. So which word is more dominant uh, in your life? Is it God's word or is it someone else's? So that's just a thought for you. So that's number one. So, you know, it breaks through. God's word is a hammer and it breaks through. Number two is it builds up. You think, what? How can it build up? You've got something that's destructive, breaks, breaks through but yet it can be constructive and build up. That's where the hammer I can lift comes in. So this hammer, you can put up a painting. Can't you? You can. You can put up a painting. You can, like it can put nails in place. Do you know before there were nail guns, there were hammers? Yeah, exactly. Well, I just didn't know who the audience I'm talking to here. Because I'm going to tell you, back in the day, I remember when I was with my grandfather and we were doing a renovation on the house and I was the head hammerer. That's right. Bang, bang, bang. So I have had experience. So do you see, like, it can construct and build things. So this hammer can build things up, can build you up. It can fasten things. It can fasten the promises of God. It can fasten the principles of God. Tap, tap, tap. It's all happening. The Word of God is a hammer. So not only is it destructive, it is constructive. It builds up. So in Ecclesiastes 12, 11, it says, The words of the wise prod us to live well. Oh, I'm loving this hammer. They're like nails hammered home, holding life together. They are given by God, the one shepherd. We can hammer things home in our life through the Word of God. We can hammer it home like nails hammered home, holding life together. We can drive home the principles and promises by memorizing the Word of God. And do you know what? We're going deeper in the work, and every week we've had a memory verse. So right now, we're going to have that memory verse come up on the screen. You can get your little thingies out, phones, they're called, and those are, that's a QR code. There you go. Hold it up there. You can put it on your phone, whatever. But the Word is actually in Psalm 119 and 11. I actually memorized this a long time ago. You know, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, that means quite a lot to me, that scripture itself, because I hid God's word in my heart. I treasured it. I deposited it. I got it on the inside of me. Like, I memorized things. I got his word as a deposit so that when things came to me that weren't right, boom, the word of God came up. 
would, would you know, anything, I think, ooh, 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 ooh. But because the word was treasured in my heart, when I needed it, it was there. So your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. All right, so uh, we're going to actually put, this is how I memorize. I, I've been coming to, I, I've given my heart to Jesus 18 years ago. So about 17 years ago, I um, made a scripture board of scriptures that I wanted to change my life. I heard someone talk about how the word of God can change our life. So I got 22 scriptures. Do we have that? Have we got the scripture board? There it is. There it is. So I, I know, so creative, right? I'm not really, but do you know what? I had a hunger for God. All of a sudden, I got this revelation like, whoa, I'm going to learn these scriptures. So I got 22 scriptures. It was supposed to be 21, but I didn't know which one to not have. So I got 22 because I, cause I, cause I've heard, I'd heard that it takes 21 days to form a habit. So I thought, what I'm going to do, I'm going to learn one a day. I'm going to walk around. I live in Sippy Downs. And I'm going to walk around. And my walk was 45 minutes. I'd walk around every morning. So the first one, I learned the first scripture. I walked around Sippy Downs for 45 minutes saying it out loud, except, you know, so I'd be like, saying it out loud, yeah, I've heard in your word in my heart, you know, like, I was just into it, I was into it, I'd take my little dog Tahi with me, that means one in Māori, because he's my number one dog, he was my first dog actually, but he'd be there like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, he'd be, my, but, but that's right, I, I would do that, one, one scripture, next day, I, I, I know that one now, 45 minutes, I know it, so the next day, I go that one, plus another one. 45 minutes round, I know two. Day three, you see the pattern happening here. However, I learnt the 22 of them in seven days. I was just so hungry for the word of God. I was just so hungry. I just needed to get it into me. Like some are, you know, not that long, some are a bit shorter, some are longer, but I just needed to do it. And then I walked around for two years, for 45 minutes every day, saying the 22 scriptures. And they changed my life. You know, there's scriptures on that board there that, uh, you know, I had so many areas that I needed building up in. I needed breakthrough. Actually, wrong hammer. I needed breakthrough because I had, I had messed up relationships. I had massive financial struggles. I had a fear of failure. I needed breakthrough in all those areas. But I also needed to know what was God's way for finances? What was God's way for relationships? What was God's way? How did he want me to live? He wanted the best for me. All those things. I mean, I would look at those, you know, not only did I, like, so I walked around for two years getting that on the inside of me because the word of God is powerful. It's so powerful. And when we do that, oh my goodness, here we go. Uh, we are meditating on the Word of God. So meditating on the Word of God means to mutter. And that's what I meant. You know, I would be. I'd be like going through all my 22 scriptures out loud until someone's coming past and then I'd start meditating. Like, because I just, I don't know, I didn't want to look like a weirdo. Probably did anyway. But anyway, that, that, but, but it was amazing. You know, in Joshua 1.8, it says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. And then in Job 22:28 it says, You shall also decree a thing, and it shall be established to you. 
uh, for you and light shall shine upon your ways. You know when you decree a thing, it's irrefutable. It's impossible to deny. Do you know, to decree means to legislate, to bring something into order, to put structure to something. So I needed order in my life. I wanted order. I wanted structure. So I would speak those words out. There's some of those scriptures on there uh, were, you know what, I always used to think, well, you know, I don't even really know whether God's really got a plan for me. So one of the scriptures on, on there was from Jeremiah 29, 11, for I, for I know the plan. You know, God, God, he knows the plan that he has for me, says the Lord. Plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Plans to give me a hope and a future. I would say that whenever I thought, well, you know, what am I supposed to do? You know, does God have a... Yeah, he's got a plan for me. He's got a plan for you. It's in the word of God. And it was so inside me. And then whenever I thought, you know, oh, wow, I'm not worthy. Oh, wow, I'm not good enough. You know... I would read one of the other ones that says, we're God's workmanship. I am God's workmanship. You are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he already prepared in advance for you to do. He already did it. He prepared. He's prepared what he has for you in advance. So it would remind me, you know what? I'm not worthless because I'm God's workmanship. With my finances, you know, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. Why that is so important to me? Because even when I was blessed, all of a sudden I would feel like, oh my gosh, I would get a fear that I was going to lose it. So that scripture, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. There's no sorrow from the blessing of God. You just get it on the inside of you. You know, so there's, there's those sorts of things. Whatever it is, that you need, God has it for you. He's got it for you. I mean, I, I would have my scriptures on the fridge. My cousin came over, for real cousin, not a cousin bro, came over, and, and then he's going to me, oh, whoa, what's going on with your fridge, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, those scriptures, you know, I've memorized them. He goes, what, do you know them all? I'm like, yeah, he goes, come on then, because he's thinking, bull. Oh, he, well, he didn't say that, but that's what he was thinking. <laughs> he was thinking, I doubt it. No, he didn't say that, but that's what he would, you know. Anyway, so I'm like, start rattling them off. And he was like, Poof, it blew his mind. He was like, wow. He goes, you know, you're so different now. You're so different. I said, I know. And that's why. Because I've got the word of God in me. I've got the word of God in me. I've got a hammer in me. Whenever I need to build myself up, I can with the word of God. Whenever I need to smash something out of my life, I can with the word of God. God's word is a hammer. It is a hammer. It'll break off things you don't need and it will put in place what you do. Powerful. Apply it to your life. You know, you could have 50 Bibles at home and you can have all the scriptures written down and you could have them on your fridge and in your bathroom and in your bedroom and everywhere but unless you actually took some action and started to get them on the inside of you they are not going to work like a hammer in your life if you want a hammer you've got to go to work at it you've got to get to work at it I am so different than I was and I'm so glad that we have a God that loves us and he's given us a hammer, a hammer. Hey, I want to pray for you guys because I really feel, you know, 
God's word, it will never be outdated, superseded, or improved upon. Cultures change, laws change, generations come and go. But the word of God is as relevant today as it was the day it was first written. You can take the word of God and it can transform your life. You can overcome challenges. You can see prayer answered. You can bring miracles and healing into your life with the word of God. So let's just close your eyes. I really feel God was speaking to you. And you know, you might not even know uh, what scripture, like what's a scripture for finances or what's a scripture, and that's okay. But if he's talking to your finances, you need to write that down. You need to think about it. Or if he's talking to your relationship, and then what you do when you go home, you can Google scriptures on finances. And it's not about learning all of them. It's about reading them and seeing which one is highlighted to you. God can speak to you clearly. The Bible says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things. God wants to speak to you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Whether it's words to break things, strongholds that you don't need, whether it's words to put principles that bring order to your life. We decree and declare, Father, that you are the king. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for every person here. I thank you that you're speaking to them. You're bringing life. You're bringing light. You're bringing purpose. You're bringing joy. That they are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which you've prepared for them in advance. That you have a plan for them, Father, a plan to prosper them. That you will give them hope, that you will give them a future, that they can call upon you, they can pray to you, Father, and you will answer them. Shamari. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you're pouring out your spirit upon them. Your word is a hammer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, oh, you guys have been good, and man, it's like, phew. But you know, you might not have a relationship with God. Uh, like Alex, she didn't. I didn't 18 years ago, and I was a totally different person. I had anger issues, control issues, because of what I talked about, the hurt, the shame, the guilt. Alex talked about how when she came and gave her heart to Jesus, the shame and guilt dropped off her. How she knew that those things, you know, like, like a waste of space was her words. Do you know, people can feel like that, but God loves you. He loves you. And then when she found him, there was life, there was purpose. And the same thing happened for me. Life, purpose, joy. There is a joy in me that uh, has been on the inside of me since the day I gave my heart to Jesus. And it didn't matter what the circumstances are around me. I know God's with me and he's for me. And he wants that for you, that same thing. You know, what I'm going to do very soon is 
is offer you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your heart. And what happens is, like, I'm going to ask you to respond by raising your hand. I'm going to acknowledge your hand. And then at the end, we're just going to say a prayer right from your seat all together. So if I could just ask you to close your eyes. I'm talking to three types of people. The first one is you may have never had a relationship with God like me. But tonight you know that you want one, that you want to surrender to him, that you want hope to come into your heart, that you want faith to come into your heart. Or secondly, you might have been brought up in church or you may have been at church at one time, but you walked away. It could have been the busyness of life. It could have been that you just didn't get connected at the time. But tonight, you know you want to reconnect to a Jesus that loves you, that chases after you, that wants you, that chose you. Or thirdly, you might be here tonight and you believe that God is real. But if you were to die tonight, you don't have that assurance that you're going to heaven. That assurance that there is hope in your heart, that there is confidence in your heart. So tonight, if you're one of those three types of people, you've never had a relationship with Jesus, or you want to reconnect to him, or you want to be certain that you're going to heaven, right now I just want to ask you just to raise your hand so that we can pray together. Who is there tonight? Thank you, I see those two hands in the center. Who else is there tonight? I feel like just the, it's okay, you can put your hands down, awesome. I just feel like a, like tears, not on the outside, on the inside, and like a screaming. You know, when I was talking about that part, the hurt, the pain, let Jesus come and heal your heart. Who is there tonight that wants to have a relationship with Jesus, wants to join these two people tonight? He loves you. You know, when you invite him into your heart, the Spirit comes on the inside of you and starts to lead you and guide you, starts to take burdens off you, starts to place you around people who love you, who care for you, who want the best for you. Who else is there tonight that wants to have a relationship with Jesus? I'm just going to look quickly from my left through the center to the right. Awesome. We're going to pray together. Keep, you can keep your eyes closed. So I'm going to say the words, and if you just repeat after me, if you raised your hand tonight, you guys that raised your hand, just say it straight from your heart. Say everyone's repeating after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight, and I invite you into my heart. Thank you that you love me, that you died on a cross for me and my sin. I'm turning to you. Cleanse me. Forgive me. I renounce the devil and all his ways. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Show me how to live. I thank you that today I am forgiven. I am set free and I'm going to heaven. Awesome. Let me just pray for those two that raise their hand. Thank you, Father, for them. I thank you, Lord, that you see them, that you watch over them. I thank you for protection in Jesus' name. I thank you, like right now, you're covering them, that you're pouring your love into their hearts by your Spirit. Thank you, Father, for protection. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing and favor.
In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give it up. Let's Congratulations, what an awesome decision. Hey, someone's going to come and find you later. They just want to like, give you some information and, and help you on your journey. Uh, but there's two things that would love you to do. And that's the first one is just keep coming back to church. And the second one is to do a course called Alpha. Alpha is a six-week course uh, on your journey in Christianity. And it's so good. I love Alpha, where you get to meet some people, you get to have some food, and you get to chat about, you watch a video, the videos are amazing, about your, just your journey in Christianity. So, so I would love you to do Alpha as well. But hey, major congratulations again. Come on. And I would like to invite... Isaac, back. I'll get my hammer later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can we put our hands together for Pastor Teresa? Amazing.